All right, let me preface this. Hopefully, I strong, uh, chose a strong enough title to, I don't know, garner a certain audience or reach a certain audience. Um, I'm not an Auburn reporter or podcaster or anything like that. I just follow Auburn. I follow the football program for a while now. I'm just giving a take as an Auburn supporter in general. Also, someone who knows a little bit about it, a little bit. But I'm not an expert, I'm not an insider, none of that shit. If I do feel something that sounds like it's an insider take, I didn't pull out my ass. But <laughs> I'm going to try for the most part to avoid conjecture and, and um, baseless shit for the most part. Uh, it's going to be a little bit NSFW language, so just keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to try to stick to more of what happens next. Uh, based on a few different paths that could possibly happen. I'll try to cover them in different segments so it's at least separated. But first off, here's a couple of suggestions for what I think should happen next. Uh, for a few different people, other than Brian Harson, the Auburn uh, Athletic Department. Um, first, I think Dane Harson, and I believe her name is Kess Harson, uh, Harson's wife uh, and daughter, flip those to make it respectively. Um, should maybe consider taking a, a you know maybe just a suggestion take a break from social media uh they're doing like kardashian level fucking family damage control right now going to play his instagram lives and you don't know my dad um uh adding other surrounding family into this situation on instagram um i mean it's just like if this is a legal thing into which like you want to bring in you know, other parties to make this like a four cause firing, which I think some boosts are trying to do. Not a lot of value in potentially saying the wrong thing on wax. Uh, I think everything just about is being used against them to this point. If that were to happen, it does not currently appear that it's anywhere close to that at this moment, by the way. Um, also, um, this again, when I when I say this, it's not being said from somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about. Some of those daughters, I don't know which one in particular. I actually do, but I'm not gonna say which one. Um, some of those daughters have been as a pretty deep doo-doo as far as being buddy buddy with some of these players, and it may be a little bit too close. Now I'm not saying this in a defamatory way. Let me just get out of the way right now for any legal parties listening to this. I'm not saying anything happened per se. But I am just saying that there's some buddy-buddy shit going on between, or at least had, between some of these players and some of these family members. I think that you end up poking a, a bear that you don't want to poke by accident. I think that's just something to keep in mind. Um, the Harson family's a lot to lose at this moment. It appears that things, momentum-wise, are trending in their favor. So I would just... If not, if it hasn't been said already, kind of beseech them, hey, if I was Brian, hey, shut the hell up. Um, next, next suggestion. I think players should probably um, try to avoid saying anything incriminatory uh, if it, again, does become a forecast thing because I don't think anybody wants to be brought in to testify against a like, head coach uh, to potentially be used as a bartering chip by boosters. I don't think you want to be in that situation. These are billion-dollar people. Um that will, you know, use you as a tool and throw you away, as most billionaires do in America. Um, so 
I think players should feel free to say whatever they say because they're very important people in the grand scheme of things. But, um, you know, I think it should be a little bit tighter uh, in terms of, you know, just watch, just watch what you say, really. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Just watch what you say and uh, definitely watch the platform you're saying on because it's Instagram Live. Um, I saw screenshots from uh, Jacoby McClain's. I imagine somebody has a recording out there. Um, and every beat writer pretty much at this moment is like, eating up Twitter spaces, Instagram lives. The Twitter space last night hosted by, I believe, Pablo Escobarner literally had beat writers and reporters from non-SEC programs. Just been players in there. There was verified individuals in there. So, I mean, these things are getting traction across the board. So, I just see some players who actually have a lot to lose in terms of their money. These Harsons are going to be fucking fine. Um, you have them going back and forth to Boise, uh, I don't know if have fucking jobs. They just like, <laughs> I'm going to say something wild, but they, they just exist and they uh, ride the team buses and get the clout to go into the games. They add nothing of value to the entirety of the operations of the football program. I really dislike how close the, the daughters are in this program. I really do. Um, so going from there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've turned our fucking football program into a fucking mockery. Who the hell invites the? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Um, uh, so yeah, the 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 the, uh, the outlook, the trajectory, right? So here's scenario one. I'm gonna take a break with scenario two. I just want to get straight into it. Scenario one: Brian beats the case, and the uh, the the rumor of the uh, succubus or mistress gets thrown out, basically thrown out, uh, which it appears to be turning that way around because nothing in the past since I've woken up at like 10 a.m has been about that woman, that mistress. It's become a character thing, pretty much. And I think that is an important uh, branch of his character, if it is real. But it does staunchly seem not to be at least as uh, concrete as it appeared. Because if you were sitting there at 10 p.m. yesterday, it's like that motherfucker was on the uh, the cross ready to be crucified. Um I'm a Christian, but you know, I mean, sometimes you just gotta you gotta use certain imagery to get the point across. Um, anyway, but um, since I'm in the preface uh, part of this, I really hope that woman is shielded from all of this because if you go look up what happened to, I believe Jessica Doral, who was uh who Bobby Petrino cheated on, she got thirteen thousand severance pays and lost her job, which is a job she didn't qualify to have, but um, lost her job, um. I was just asked down the media for years. Now, now she might be okay. I mean, I think she has a, a pretty low-key life. Tries to avoid social media, which I, I would too, for the most part. Um, but that woman was in deep shit. And Arkansas was a pretty massive, uh, pretty successful program at that point. But I would contend Auburn uh, is a bigger football program, especially when it comes to fuckery. Auburn fuckery prevails over just about any program. Uh, there's a very select few that you know, reach Auburn. And she does have a disadvantage of Bob Petrino being a piece of shit. And they kind of made that story last a little bit longer than it should have. But the point being, I hope that this woman, if it is the woman that's been reported, um, A, I don't think she deserves a job. I don't think she has a real job. I think she has like a, a role as the. She came over from the Boise State program. And, like, is the same age as, like, Harson's kids, who are, like, 22, 23, 24, something like that. Um, she's, like, I guess assistant to the head coach and, like, director 
football operations, some shit like that. Like not director of football operations, but something similar to that. Why the hell was she doing that? I don't even know who she is. I don't know. Like we just have some other fucking payrolls doing nothing. And I, I, mean, I just think like if you look at the recruiting class, how bad that was. I mean, she's not assisting very well. Um, <laughs> a lot of people leaving as well. I don't know what she's assisting with, but um, I want someone to at least show me like what she does on a day to day. Not me specifically, but just a, the general like Auburn fan, like what she does to deserve some pay. Um, two, I do hope that if she did do anything and it is doing an actual job, she is allowed to keep her job and is not fired just to avoid blame. Um, because A, that probably lead in a lawsuit, but B, that would just be, you know, she would lose money. Um, so I'd hate to see that. Um, but yeah, so rumor proven false. Harrison beats the case. Uh, Jimmy Rain fails, I guess, to get him out of the paint. I think it would be disastrous off rip, to be honest with you. I think that this this year would probably be a shithole. Um, it could be a shithole or it could be like this. Everybody who's remained is like galvanized by how shitty things went out. But I would probably lean towards it being a shithole. Um, there's no talent. Uh, Harson failed, I think, dramatically in the recruiting aspect of this. Just, just terrible in terms of recruiting. Um we don't have an offensive coordinator. We probably won't for an extended period now because we have our head coach being interviewed uh, by, I guess, our boosters and such. Um, we have a defensive coordinator that's, like, not proven in any kind of conceivable way uh, and has virtually nothing to show for in this level of uh, football. So I doubt it's going to be a good season, but I think football is going to back burner for an extended period. And I believe spring camp started last week, so that's not good. Um, I think morale will probably be pretty low, I would think. Um, the board of trustees will have shown their hand in turn, not the board of trustees, but the, the boosters specifically have been shown and, you know, they made their play, they missed. And as you've seen in Game of Thrones, The Wire, you best not miss. Infinity War, you best not miss. If... If he were to survive, they would have missed. And he would probably have a pretty massive um, shakeup, I would think, to some degree. Now, how massive that is, I don't know. Because if Jimmy Rand's your main booster in terms of money at this point, you can't tell him to get the fuck out. But you pretty much told these boosters to go fuck themselves last time around. They didn't get the guy they wanted uh, any part in the way. They were close a couple times, but didn't get what they wanted ultimately. And that for the department flips a little bit and made what has been, I think, a rocky uh, hire happen. Uh, so now you have discontent boosters who are literally, in this hypothetical, making up rumors to get a guy out of here um, and just basically throwing around money to the point of like saying, fuck the season, I'm getting this fucker out of here now, uh, which is, I mean, you know, pretty bad, optically speaking. And then also, if it's proven false, like, I mean, this is why I tell people, people who say Auburn is like a top-tier job or whatever uh, in the media or or whatever, like, it's a top-tier job, period. They completely whiff the fact that those boosters are a part of the job. You cannot separate those two. You cannot separate Auburn, the, you know, money and, and uh, opportunity and all that shit from the boosters and the the in my opinion, the very fickle fans. I think Auburn has more fickle fan base than just about anyone I've seen. Not every single one, but just about. Um, 
you can't separate that part of the job. You just can't. It's part of it. Uh, and I think that maybe the top three shittiest boosters in, in college football, um, I think it's us, Texas, who I would probably – actually, I take Texas as a top three now because the shit that the NIL is allowing to happen uh, because of the boosters in part, uh, Texas is recruiting for itself. The state – well, the main programs in the state and University of Texas. So let's just drop Texas down a little bit. But as far as boosters slash uh, powers that be, uh, yeah, I think that uh, Auburn, Tennessee, maybe. I don't even know about Tennessee because they got the the uh, the, the hypo higher, right? I think it just makes Auburn alone. I think Auburn is the worst uh, board of trustees uh, slash boosters in collegiate football. I can't think of anybody worse right now uh, because some of the big names have become a little bit better in the past couple of years. But yeah, Auburn it fucking sucks in terms of that shit. And everybody who knows anything about the inner workings of Auburn always says that. So probably gonna make it damn near impossible to get another coach if you were to still have Harson leave, which I wouldn't be mad if he did, but it appears he doesn't intend on doing that. Uh, or if they just fire him anyway and just said, fuck it, just fire him anyway. Um, pretty, would be pretty bad, I think. It would be damn near impossible. Like I saw a room we talking to Hugh Freeze. The optics of that, of hiring Hugh Freeze after fucking firing Harson for supposed... Um, cheating uh, scandal. I fucking get laughed the fuck out by all your like fellow programs. Like, you're gonna be a fucking laughing stock for years. Um, so it's not it's not not good. It's not it's not a good scenario to come out of this. I mean, you could say that maybe it galvanizes guys who are left. You really just in a uh, kind of Caesar uh, Shakespearean esque way. The, the the rats have basically shown their hands, uh, even to the locker room. Which I, I'm not calling them rats to say that I disbelieve what they're saying or that what they're saying is not valid because I believe that Harsh is a piece of shit too. Um, as far as coaches go, now I don't know I'm off the field, but as far as coaches go, probably leans closer to piece of shit spectrum than like good whole natured uh, individual. Um, but if he can get a locker room full of guys who are willing to tolerate his shit, that becomes less of a problem. So I think that the quote unquote rats, uh, light shines. They get exposed, and uh, you probably get even more outages, uh, more departures, et cetera, et cetera, which, oh, God, that would be awful. Um, let's take a break and go to the next scenario, because I really don't have anything else to say about this part. Uh, I mean, I think right now we're all pantomiming and, and uh, you know, kind of thinking that we have a good feel for where the way things are going, then someone else has a media report that makes us kind of change our perspective entirely. Again, just kind of recap, I think Carson – uh, in this scenario, would probably keep his job if things get proven wrong. I think the board of trustees, like uh, powers that be, would have to eat the egg on this situation. There probably be some kind of shakeups. At the very least, I think some guys that are trying to usurp more power would be fucked from doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, I just hope that woman. Uh, I I don't want to say her name because I don't know if it's real or not. But I hope that woman is safe in terms of financials and. And her uh, job security uh, and her PR, all that shit that goes into that. Uh, I hope Dane Harson and the Harson family stop commenting on this fucking situation. Let's go into the next scenario. The next segment I think you would give a damn about would be if everything is shown to be true, the doomsday scenario, I guess. Uh, so you have Harson essentially being, I'm keeping my eyes on like just the general channels and I follow for this stuff. Um, 
it's been a very interesting, you know, it's like the NBA trade deadline approaching. NBA trades are happening. Um, this malarkey is happening. It's just a wonderful time for sports. I would contend that the best time for sports in the entire calendar is the embers of winter, like January through like April, you know, maybe March. Uh, I, I guess it's about spring at that point, but like that kind of late January, uh, late winter to early spring, in my opinion, that's the best time for sports. You get like the kind of some of the better parts of the NBA. You get some of the, no, no one gives a fuck what I'm talking about. You get the Super Bowl, you get the playoffs, you get um, the College Football National Championship is kind of like right at the very beginning of what I'm mentioning. You get March Madness. I mean, I think to me it's the best part. Um, but anyway, so doomsday scenario. Everything goes wrong. It's just fucking, you know, like imagine the World War II. You have Russia burning everything behind them. <laughs> you're just starving out whoever's left that's trying to chase you down, that being Germans. And you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> everything goes down. The board of trustees, no, okay. So in this situation, I think the board of trustees would still be in a very bad spot. Now, I'm saying this to say that it gets proven correctly that things, everything's right. Harson was uh, not necessarily abusing players, but shitting on them to a massive degree. Um, the, the, you know, fucking coaches being shitted on and treated like dirt. Um you know, I mean, even to the, the top level, I mean, him talking crazy to, to boosters. Um, that's other rumor stuff that's happened in the year of the months that I just kind of have forgotten because it's kind of become commonplace, these rumors about, you know, Harson just, you know, stay on his own two feet and, you know, just kind of really refusing to compromise his way of phrasing his uh, message, which I think that's, a, like, regardless of this hypothetical shit, I think it's massively important in today's game, to be able to adjust your words to certain scenarios, especially like, I, I mean, I know that the athlete department got him because he was outside the box in the first place, but you know you are dealing with a very cancerous set of boosters, higher-ups. Now, if you want to be that changer that he even mentioned in his little ESPN piece earlier today, you do have to understand there's some ball to be played. Like, you can't, no, no matter how good a coach you are, how good a vision you have, you cannot be ignorant to what's in front of you. Like, I mean, I'm sure Nick Saban even had to, like, kind of change his message in the beginning parts to, like, match the very restless Tuscaloosa fan base and higher-ups. You got to change what you're saying sometimes to match what is the step in the process. And I don't think that that's gotten through to uh, Brian Hart's head yet. Sometimes you got to be softer with some players. You got to be with others. To me, it seems like he's been a hard ass dude on everybody, and some guys are receptive to, and some guys are not. And that's how it's going to be. But the problem is, if you have it like that to a point where guys are breaking down, you have to either be able to acknowledge that that's happening yourself, or have someone, maybe an assistant to the head coach that's not just there to fuck you. Um, that I'm, that's just a rumor. It's just a rumor. But um, you know, it's just. You gotta have somebody there that can, can recognize that because even I'll use an example. There's a coach from the former staff that was a very hard nosed person. Uh, if the kind of nut riders, of the current staff can believe that there were coaches on Gus Malzahn's staff that were very hard nosed. I know a lot of people are like, oh, 
Brown Horse, the first guy says Pat died to want to believe and work hard work because he quoted Pat die in an interview one time. He's automatically the only one that's ever believed in that. Ha ha. It's just a fucking, it's annoying. You understand how angry you have to be to believe that multitudes of coaches between, you know, the early to mid 90s to 2022, the most of the Auburn coaches, even potential interview, potential guys that were interviewed for the head coaching position did not believe in hard work as much as Brian Harson did. There's legitimately some people that believe that he's the first one that we've come into contact with since Pat died to believe in hard work because he's stern and he's like an asshole in his interviews. I mean, like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't just having a mean face and saying things that saying platitudes that sound good as a mean guys to translate that to actual hard work, but you can't, you can't express with some people. Um, moving on from that. I think it's important that somewhere in this process, regardless of what happens, Harson finds some level of molding. And I mean like M-O-L-D-I-N-G, molding his message to the, uh, at least in the first, you know, until he gets tenured and gets his feet really through the door uh, in this part of the process. So going back to what I'm talking about, board trustees, I think they still are looked at funny for a while because, I mean, they've been looked at funny since December 2020. After Gus got fired and with the this, this stop stealing all that stuff, people have been looking at them more than they've ever had before after the jet gate stuff after uh you know malzahn basically coached for his job for a couple of uh weeks from the 2017 season after the jimmy sets and stuff you know the extension I, I would say even after all that stuff there's more eyes on the day-to-day about the board of trustees than ever been before and with harson explicitly well, not explicitly but mentioning them in so many words uh, in his little piece with ESPN, it's going to be people looking at them even more now because they're very incestuous. They want certain type of guys as a good old club. And a lot of our trustees don't know a goddamn thing about, you know, running a football program, which they shouldn't because they, that's not their thing. But they have more to say than any other fucking people in the entire world about how to run one. So I think it's going to be way more eyes on them. I think Harson would be fired for cause if everything, I'm talking the entire basket of things that have occurred or been rumored to have occurred are proven correctly. I think he's out on his ass, completely gone for cause. I don't know exactly how in deep that would be. Like, would you say guys get sued for def- uh, like, I know like in the other hypothetical that I mentioned in the first segment, guys would probably have a chance of being sued, but as far as like def- defamatory uh, insults and stuff like that, slander, libel, whatever, uh, it'd be hard to prove that as far as the um, the the scandal because it's just no one individual who came out with that, uh, you know, staunchly. Like I mean, everybody. I would say one thing about the beat writer, beat writer for Auburn. They've been very smart at uh, avoiding explicitly spreading on that. You know, no one wants to be the one to, to take the fall if it's like not proven correctly. And from what I can understand, in part because no one has a legitimate source about that, uh, there's been a grander. Like these guys are trying to get Harson out because of certain reasons. Uh, investigation. That's why that's sticking right now, not the scandal part. Because the scandal part was some shit that I saw propagated uh, a day before this broke by like random accounts on the internet, like on Twitter, on the bunker, blah blah blah. So it's it's not really been pushed by anybody with significant insider knowledge. And obviously, the woman has to come out about it. 
Brian Harson hasn't come in saying anything explicitly about that particular incident. Uh, so it's just there's no legs to it at this moment. Now, maybe an investigation, I would say this is like a part of the thing where that just can't be corroborated by anybody except an investigation into both Brian, you know, maybe some messages and like that, company emails, blah, blah, blah. And then this woman and maybe her channel, uh, her end of that, those channels. But um, yeah, I think Harson would be let go for cause uh, pretty quickly. Now, the, the, the kind of cream of the crop of this, what happens as far as the next coach? I think that it would be less likely you scare away as many coaches, potential applicants, if it's proven that Harson was like a piece of shit. In the first scenario, I think you're pretty much like on your ass as far as finding another coach in Harson to leave anyway. But this way, I mean, again, I saw Hugh Freeze mentioned that's a guy that a lot of uh, boosters wanted a couple of bigger names, as I understand. Um, I think just about anybody you you could have got or could have wanted in the previous search probably doesn't fly this time around. Venable said he turned down because the board trustees basically. Um, I think Tony Elliott was a potential, but he went somewhere else. Um, Bill's. Bill uh Bill Clark that you don't want that he, I think he turned it down too. Napier left. Mario Cristobal's a new job. Just about all the big names. I mean Sarkeesian with the Texas. Just about all the big names from that that kind of general search range. Uh, or either on do something else or they decline the job. So you got to really really search deep and find somebody good. I mean, you know Matt Rule might be fired. I don't know if that's a great name, but he might be fired. Uh, Joe Brady just got a new job again. I don't know if that's a great name, but he's probably available but he just got a new job uh kevin still i think he just went to miami so i mean you're not really like batting 500 i think if you were to do it you'd probably just hire an interim guy uh and just like let him run things for a minute and obviously like the whole staff's being clean in this situation like you may have caddy survive again maybe but outside of caddy i mean even though i like you know Trovon Reed, uh, Zach Etheridge. I mean, these are guys that legitimately have done a great job, I think, in their respective roles. Probably going to be a minute until you see them get a, a chance unless they hire an Auburn guy. Like, you know, they could hire a, a Travis Williams, right? They could hire him. Uh, and then you promote him to an interim like kind of situation. Like, let's see how it goes. That allows you to keep Caddy – the other guys I mentioned, you know, you keep them. Maybe keep Christian Robinson too. I don't, I don't know, but you keep at least the Armour guys. I would say for sure. And that's fine. I can be very satisfied anybody at all. But <laughs> I, I think that probably be the most likely case. You just kind of band-aid it for a season because you're in a pretty bad spot. I think right now as far as finding quality coach, at least in college. Maybe you find an NFL guy that's about to be uh, booted and you kind of promote him. Maybe Cam Newton. Maybe put Cam Newton's head coach. But um, I think the biggest L here. Outside of the you know board of trustees again, I think being intrusive, even though in this situation they would have done I think a net positive, but um, you're not gonna be able to find a quality head coach I think for quite a while unless you already had a guy in mind, which I think that would be Hugh Freeze. Outside of Hugh Freeze, I don't know who this could be, but you know that's it for me on this segment. Um, I kind of just feel like the next one just be kind of like me fading now, kind of just gives general thoughts about a, a long term POV. Uh, I'll try to keep it succinct and just get out of here, you know, let y'all go home. All right. I'm not going to lie. I got bored discussing this topic with someone in the break. Uh, <laughs> anyway, bird's eye view, grand picture. Arbor looks fractured more than ever. Uh, it will more than likely, if it were to be shown that Harrison did not do anything, 
uh, galvanize the remaining players. Probably, rem- I would, I would ballpark, uh, result in let's say eight more departures. Uh, I think that it would show Harson. It would probably, probably show Harson that it'd be confirmation to the way he does things to, to a pretty high degree. But this is me hoping it would be a sign for Harson to maybe scale back a little bit. You know, just a little bit. You got people sending me tree like dogs. Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, but anybody who like went on like pretty much wax like liking posts, being part of Instagram lives, all that stuff, just they're gonna be pushed the hell out. Um, the season's probably fucked. I, I don't. I don't think there's any way around that. I don't know any way. Like because of all this stuff, I don't think Harsh is a good coach. Uh, <laughs> like that. That's just something I want to put. Let me just throw my bias on the table. I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's good at coach relationships. I think it's either a level of nepotism or it's just an inability to keep guys that are not part of his circle. He's not good at hiring. I mean, the guys, he hired a a fiend uh, that stayed 40 days and dipped because of personal reasons. That's not being defamatory. But if you read the tea leaves about the guy he hired, um, he hired Mike Bowley. That was a terrible hire at the time and became progressively worse hire, I think. And he hired Derek Mason if I didn't like him. Uh, so out of out of three coordinator hires, he missed on all three. None of them are here right now. And then he just basically got his own guys from Boise and brought them into just about every position of power possible. And he like lost offensive analysts to like an FCS team, which I guess is a promotion because he became a coordinator, but it's an FCS team. And he lost maybe his best non Auburn related hire, like non Auburn alumni hire, uh, to Clemson, which was his uh, alma mater. So I'm giving him the context of that. Uh, I don't, did we, we, I think we, Jimmy. Brim Bimbrod, like some old Auburn coach, and we kind of replaced some guy that has been very transitory, to say the very least, in his career. He hasn't stayed pretty much anywhere for an interesting period of time. Uh, and we have Will Friend still at offensive line, who's terrible and has been terrible for the same period of time at what he does. So we have a bunch of scrubs on here, and then I don't even know who our new receiver coach is. You know, we fired he was that was his first sales. He hired a guy he didn't even want a receiver coach, and maybe he was forced to, but. Fired him, and the options of that have been pretty bad. I think that's kind of reverberated in the past 24 hours. That was a very bad look, and it's kind of come back to roost. Um, and then Keysaw was that, and now I guess Keysaw's going to be offensive coordinator, but the receiver coach is supposed to be the guy who left the offensive analyst, so he's gone, so we don't have a receiver coach. And we have pretty much no receivers right now, so I think we need a receiver coach. Like, just about our receivers left. Um, so that's not good. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I mean, outside of all this shit, Harson does not appear to be a very good coach, uh, CEO nor coach, and actually being a coach, neither one of those appear to be potentially very uh good. And um, the recruiting, obviously, fucking horde, offensively speaking. And then, and we compare it to the departures, it looks even worse. Even a vacuum looks bad, but the contest of the grinner scheme looks. Horrible. Brought in zero offensive linemen, I believe. Uh, zero transfer offensive linemen to this point. 
you got PWO is that I guess are filling out spots for us at this point. Uh, you missed on an offensive lineman that wanted to come to Auburn and like tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, you missed on Trevante Citizen, which was kind of the crown jewel of this offensive class. You missed on him. Uh, you got Zach Calzada, which is L. Um, the receivers, you got some good receivers, but not the you know best receivers of all time, but go decent, uh, solid. You know, not again replace attrition you got. You got to replace tenured juniors and seniors with freshmen. It's not great. Uh, and then you probably lose a Landon King. Um, not good. I think you already lost another tight end this cycle too, if I remember correctly. So that's not great. Uh, yeah, yeah, not 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 great. Not great. So you got you got a you got a in my opinion not a great looking coach at this point. <laughs> not a great ideal coach at this point. Uh, and he's now galvanized, so you can't fire him. I get, what are you going to do, fire? Like, if he goes, like, 3-9, right, maybe. But, like, 6-7 and seven again? I don't think you can fire him. I mean, after the shit you just pulled, he's, like, damn near Teflon, I would think, at this point. Because then you're, like, a, a fucking idiot for trying to get him out after almost getting him out the last time. And you just look, you try to press the fucking button every offseason to get him out of there. That's a bad look. So, like, probably guarantee I guess at least in the two seasons, I would think. Um... And you still got to do with Dane Harson. That's the worst part about this. All right, I, I'm going to. Dude, I, oh my goodness. Fuck. You have a, a bad board of trustees and you can't fire the boosters, but, you know, those fucking idiots are going to be a plague of the uh, program regardless. But especially if this is proven not be anything of substance, you got a bad coach. You got players that hopefully would be galvanized by this. It could go another way, but I'm going to talk about that. Um, the optics would be bad for years, probably, uh, if not longer than that. You basically made up a fucking person that you're supposed to be having sex with, uh, not not his wife. Uh, so that's, I mean, not made up. She exists. Like, you can find her, but she if she didn't fuck this guy. Uh, also, he's like 40. And like like I said, she's like the same age as his daughter. That'd be, that'd be a little bit creepy. If someone who is a like empirically a friend of their daughters as well, you can find that on their Instagrams. Uh, someone who is a friend of their daughters that they had that he <laughs> would have been reported to have sex with and didn't. It just be creepy for a lot of different ways. Then you have a splintered. Uh, if anybody were to stay, you have a splintered player base possibly. Uh, those guys would be treated like shit. The guys who went on the stage to testify. Um, and then you have this piece of shit weighing on the program you have a very unprecedented level of success i think in this program and other sports uh that are not football so you have this massive shithole black hole sucking in the joy out of the number one basketball team the uh gymnastics team that's top seven and has a fucking olympian on their team uh those club sports that i don't keep up because i don't think club sports but they're ranked highly i mean the basketball team trying to find itself, the women's basketball team. I mean, a lot of good stuff happening outside of football is being weighed down by that failure of a uh, institution. That's it for me. Please get the fucking horse and family situated. I don't even know what you got to do with them, but get those motherfuckers situated because we don't need that shit. 